Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. So I've been reading a lot about Meta lately, the parent company, of course, of Facebook and Instagram, that a lot of their top executives, their C-levels, that they're no longer spending every day of the year at Menlo Park in the company's headquarters. Like uh, somebody's in London, another person's in Madrid, somebody else is in New York and Miami. And of course, Mark Zuckerberg, who owns, I don't know, half of the island Kauai at this point, uh, is spending six months a year in Kauai. And how he spends his day is that he gets up in the morning and he checks all of his email. And he said most of his email is always bad news. Okay. How sad is that? And then he gets on his hydrofoil, which is kind of a surfboard that goes above the ocean and he surfs for about an hour and then he comes back and then he gets to work. You know, I started thinking about it. It'd be so cool to meet Mark Zuckerberg, wouldn't it? I mean, he knows everything about you. He knows all your likes, all your dislikes. He knows who your family members are, your interests and your friends, what you buy online, what you search for, what you want, what you've said. I mean, there would be none of that like awkward, just getting to know you stage when you first meet somebody because he knows everything. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, just an example of everything that we pass along week after week to make you more tech smart and live the best digital life ever. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, and this is The Kim Commando Show. wonder how that works. And you can find us on over 425 top stations throughout the United States, and we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And you can find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, 24-7, commercial-free. And you get all three hours over at getkim.com. And a special thank you goes out to our servicemen and women in the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force who are protecting our great nation as I speak. And they're getting the Kim Commando Show worldwide on the American Forces Network Radio. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. All right, let's start this hour with five things that you need to know about future tech that will give you a glimpse into where this whole technology race is headed. And we're going to start with taking a vacation and taking that vacation in where? Space. Wow, check this out. The world's first space hotel is getting ready to open its doors five, year, five years from now in 2027. Now, when you start looking at the hotel, the image of it, the depiction, the rendering, it looks like a wheel with spokes. And it totally looks like something that we would have seen in a sci-fi movie. Uh, the wheel is where the rooms and the dining areas, exer exercise rooms, observation decks, and more are located. So there's 24 modules in all connected by elevator shafts that make up this rotating wheel simulating gravity towards the edges. And they say it's going to float right above the Earth's atmosphere. That's 54 nautical miles, 62 miles, or 330,000 feet above the Earth's sea level. Okay. No word yet on how we're going to get to the space hotel or how much it's going to cost. But I'll tell you a few things. There will be some weightless issues to deal with, effects on our human bodies being in space and for how long. And believe it or not, frogs in space. Yeah, nobody likes to talk about the frogs in space. But in space, they say, orbit, orbit. Oh, that was a bad one. Okay, number two, a new Wi-Fi frontier is coming. Wi-Fi 6 is barely getting started. In case you're wondering, you didn't know this, we're on Wi-Fi 5 right now. And basically, 6 is the same as the old Wi-Fi, but it's a lot faster, up to 10 gigabits per second. Okay. 
And in case you're wondering about your current Wi-Fi, it's three and a half gigs per second. So you see the big jump to 10. So Wi-Fi 6 isn't even here yet, but the geeks and scientists are all getting excited, of course, by the next, next generation of Wi-Fi that we're calling... I know, we have five and six. What's the next one called? Seven. Yes, you get to go to the bonus round. So forget 10 gigs per second. The standard will be able to hit 30 gigs a second. So what does this mean to you? Well, forget about downloading a movie in seconds. That's like so done. Now you could download the entire seasons of 1883, Yellowstone, rather, the Gilded Age, Entourage, and more, and just blinking your eye. And you're going to do it in 4K. Poof. Done. Just like I said that. Done. Everything that you just wanted was just downloaded. So this is all years away. I mean, we're still dealing with crappy Wi-Fi in our homes, trying to get a signal out to the garage, the pool, the she shed, whatever it may be. Uh, but just know that in the future, yes, your kids, they're going to be like, you had to download things? What was that like? Hmm. Then you'll have to explain to them. All right, finally, number three, there's nothing here. So don't look here. What's going on? If you like to take a lot of risque personal photos, listen up. And this is from the I bet you didn't know this department. Google has something called a locked folder where you could store your most sensitive photos and videos, I guess you'd say. And this special folder can only be accessed by biometrics, your face, your fingerprints. Now, it used to only be available on Pixel phones, but over the last couple of months, they really have been pushing this lock folder out to Samsung and all the other Android phones. So if you have an Android, what you can do is check to see if you already have a locked folder. You open up the Google Photos app, tap on Library, Utilities, and then bingo, you see Locked Folder. You'll be prompted to set it up with some on-screen instructions, but there is a gotcha. Okay. If you start moving things around in the cloud, moving accounts, whatever it may be, anything in that lock folder isn't moved. So if you have something in there that you really want, make sure that you pay attention before you start moving things around. Uh, if you have an iPhone, you can hide your personal photos and videos using the Photos app, but there are some downsides with that too. It's not, okay, it's not gonna show up in your feed, appear in searches, and especially like if you are, <laughs> gosh, imagine what a nightmare that would be. Let's say you have all your iPhotos showing on your television on a, as a screensaver, and then, you know, grandma, grandpa, your parents come over and like, hmm, I haven't seen that picture of you since you were six months old. Okay, well, what you can do is get them off of the feed, uh, and you can just hide them, but there's really no way to actually remove them. Uh, number four, I'll take the AR glasses, please. Yeah, I'm going to want these, and I know you will too, because Apple's always working on something new, right? Uh, they've been talking about a foldable iPhone, and now we have an electric car from Apple, which if you haven't seen pictures of it, it's actually pretty attractive, but it's not going to be here, they say, until 2025, 2026. So for so many years, we've been hearing about Apple is working on these augmented reality glasses. Okay, let me explain augmented reality. You may know what it is, but for the everybody who doesn't, let's all well, make sure we're on the same page. Augmented reality is that you have these glasses, okay? And projecting onto the glasses is data. So if you have GPS instructions on your glasses, it will say, turn right. When you turn right and you see a monument, it's gonna tell you all the information about the monument. It could even go someday that when you're wearing your glasses with the augmented reality, when you're walking down the street, you could look at somebody and their profile would show up and how maybe you're related to them somehow, that's six degrees of separation. But back to the glasses, it looks like they're gonna be out sometime this year. Um, 
But there are some other things you want to consider about it, that Apple makes its own processor. So it makes sense that they're going to try to put that M1 chip inside the smart glasses. So essentially, you're going to have this really powerful Mac slash iPhone onto your face. And since the glasses are from Apple, you know what they're going to be. They're going to be aesthetically pleasing. They're going to be great to use, great to wear, uh, very simple to set up. That's always been Apple's MO. And of course, there's going to be subscriptions for everything along the way. And as far as when the Apple Glass is going to be here later this year, and I bet you will see some type of announcement in June, because every June, that's when we have the Worldwide Developers Conference, the WWDC. And they're probably going to announce some type of capability with that, because that's when the developers have to come up with all the apps for this stuff. And then just in time for the holidays, maybe this year, along with the new AirPods, iPhones, and iWhatevers that they come out with next, and more iPads, is that maybe we'll have the glasses. You know, this I can tell you a story. So I have to wear glasses to see far. I don't need glasses to see close up. And so <laughs> this morning, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, Barry looked at me and he said, you know what, you look... You look so pretty without your glasses. You look so much better without your glasses. And I looked at him and I said, um, thanks. You look better without my glasses too. <laughs> he didn't get it. Uh, number five, ransomware is also taking a page from the future. What's going on? Uh, you know about ransomware. That's where a hacker will lock down your files or your network until you pay up. But now there's something interesting that's going on is that ransomware is now a service. And these attacks are growing exponentially. Now, it used to be that if you wanted to coordinate and execute a ransomware attack, that you'd actually have to have some type of technical acumen. I mean, you'd have to be able to put all these pieces together and get the database and get the code and be able to accept Bitcoins and also have a tech support number for that person in Peoria who doesn't know how to pay you in Bitcoins and things like that. Well, now with ransomware as a service, anybody can go to the dark web, to the marketplace, and sign up for everything that they need to conduct a ransomware attack. You have the tools, the instructions, the code. And I look, I looked at it on the dark web myself. And there's also, you can buy that phone number providing tech support. Everything's just right out there for sale. And that's where the phrase ransomware as a service comes in. Now, the ransomware sellers, they get a cut of the proceeds or they charge a flat fee to the buyers. And nobody really cares what they plan to do with it. The sellers are totally in it for the money. So... Uh, be on the lookout for more ransomware, and for gosh sakes, make sure that you have a backup, so this way in case you ever do get hit with ransomware, you can just tell them to pound sand. Uh, but you just have to remember that these hackers are really, really hard to catch, you know? They, uh, they ransomware. All right, coming up in this hour, you don't want to miss, we're going to talk about how you can update all your social media accounts at once, and then we have three ways to get the cheapest gas and all of your great phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And I have to tell you about our podcasts. If you're not getting our daily podcasts, they've increased by over 300% in the number of downloads in just a few months, and good reason why. Each one's only a minute. So every day you get a little piece of news and you get a digital life hack. So wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Commando with a K, of course, and then sign up for the daily tech updates. And how about we start this hour with Bonnie in Tucson, Arizona? Hello there, Bonnie. Hi, Kim. I'm Welcome. So What's to going talk on with you? Oh, well, you're sweet. Thanks for your call. Yeah, I, li I listen to you all the time, and um, I am extremely overwhelmed with all the paperwork I have. 
you know, running a household and, and so on and just managing our own personal stuff. And sometimes I feel like shredding it all, but I know that's not reasonable. <laughs> so right. I need an efficient, inexpensive method of scanning and organizing all this paperwork. But I don't want okay. to have how, to how buy... come you how co- okay, but how come you have so much paperwork? Why is that? Well, there's there's things for taxes, there's things for, you know, things that you need for your home when after you sell it and, you know. Okay. All um, right. Okay, I hear you. Okay, yeah. I get it. I just want to know if there's anything else going on the outside. Um, well, first of all, what you want to do is you want to get into electronic payments as much as possible. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. this way you're not getting any bills in the mail. And anytime you want to go online, you can do it. And you can, you can time it saying, you, I'm going to, even though the bill's due on the 15th, I'm going to pay you on the 14th. So you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, don't let, so you don't, you're not adhering to their schedule. You could come up with your own schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can use your phone as a scanner, uh, but it sounds to me like what you really need is a, is a pretty decent accounting program. Okay. Something that, that can keep you organized. So if it is for taxes that you can mark it and keep in mind too, that if you pay everything by credit card, which is what I do, I pay it off every, mm-hmm. at the end of every month. But what, mm-hmm. if you pay everything by your credit card is that they do a great job of giving you that pie chart and everything at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. it will say, Oh, this was gas or this was that. So you, it makes it easy for you to go. And, mm-hmm. um, and so as much as I can put on the credit card, it just saves me from doing any type of organization that time. Now, there are these receipt scanners. Um, and if it, if you're running a business, you might need a dedicated receipt scanner. But instead of doing that, there are some apps that can also help organize your receipts. And so that this way, again, you could go into it, uh, into your folders, and you can see where everything is actually located that you might need a receipt for. So... Let's start in the beginning. Try Number one, do as much electronic payments as you can. Uh, we're going to use your phone as a scanner. We're going to try to organize things that way. If uh, you want to use mint.com from Intuit or GNU Cash, they're also, that's also some really good accounting programs. This sounds like a tip. So if you already are not getting our tips of the day, we're going to put this all together as a tip, Bonnie, for you and everybody else because there's a lot of folks in the same boat. I've been noticing we get a lot of questions about accounting. So make sure that you get our, our tips of the day, Bonnie. And thank you for your kind words and thanks for listening every week. I really appreciate it. All right, before we talk to our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman, and we have some more tips, let's talk about your social media accounts because so many of us have more than one account. I mean, so you've got Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and what a hassle it is to keep everyone updated, okay? So you don't have to copy and paste the same status update on your different social media accounts. What I, I'd like you to do is to up your game. That's right, you're gonna be using tools like Buffer or Hootsuite or Sprout Social. And this lets you post all across your social media accounts at once. And you have this dashboard. So here's what works. You just compose a post, and then you add the photos, you add videos, little emojis, links, whatever it is. And then you choose where the post goes, say Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the time that you want it, and that's it. You're done. Now, a basic account is free for up to three social media accounts. A paid account normally gives you up to eight different platforms. And then you can schedule tools, analytics, and you get into it. Uh, the names, again, are Buffer, Hootsuite, and Sprout Social. And speaking of social media, are you ghosting me? Why are you doing that? What's going on? So whether you're on Twitter.com slash Kim Commando, you want to make sure that you follow us, Facebook.com slash 
Kim Commando. I know it gets really tricky. Uh, wait, Instagram.com slash Kim Commando, which if you haven't seen the video, I posted um, my golden retriever, Al, um, Abby, over on Instagram. You're totally missing out. I mean, I actually looked out the window <laughs> and I see this huge golden retriever. She's standing up in the spa, just like mm, having a great day, like a little spa day. Mm, that's it. And speaking of A's, it's time now where we bring in our amazing content queen, Allie Selgman, into our show. Hello there, Hi, Allie. So did you see that video of Abby? Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> she looks so relaxed. I, I watched that and I thought, like, I wish I was Abby right now. You know what? That's what I put in the when I posted. I'm like, I want to come back as Abby. I'm just she saying. She lives the I life. Mean, she does. I mean, if there's anybody in the universe that can make that happen, please just know I want to come back as my own golden retriever. There you go. All right, so we're gonna talk about this great crypto story, right? We are, I wanna paint a picture first. So we talk about hackers on the show all the time, and usually we're talking about the bad guys, right? But there are good guy hackers, white hat hackers, and they use all of their smarts to find exploits and vulnerabilities and hopefully get paid a lot of money for it, right? Right. <laughs> so these paydays are called bug bounties, and fun fact for you, the first company to ever pay a bug bounty was actually the web browser maker Netscape. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't yep. know that. And then Mozilla, the makers of Firefox. And now most of the tech companies have some kind of bug bounty program. Some pay more than others. Dropbox, they will pay up to $32,000 for bad bugs that you find. Snapchat, 15000 pretty good. Apple, though, they once paid $200,000 uh, for a firmware issue. And wow. Microsoft's max payout, $250,000. So we're talking big money. Well, you know what? If, if somebody can find an exploit, and they just saved the company a whole bunch of embarrassment and issues and problems. I mean, I know it sounds like a lot, but a company like Microsoft, I mean, what's $250,000, right? I mean, yes, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's big money. It is. Um, but it still reminds me of that time when Microsoft, I don't know if you remember this out, but they, uh, they lost the registration for Hotmail. <laughs> I do. Right. And so some guys like Hotmail. And so he he go put it under his name. I think didn't Microsoft give him like five hundred bucks or something like that? It was like pathetic. Oh, I know. It was, I'm like, dude, he need more money than that. Well, now we've got all these cryptocurrency and blockchain companies where crazy amounts of money are coming in, and so they are the latest target, right? So back in October, a blockchain company, it's called Polygon. They paid a guy a bug bounty of two million dollars after he found an exploit. Uh, it was a big one. Someone could double the amount of crypto that they were trying to take out of the platform 233 times in a row. So think of the damage they wow. could do there, right? A lot. Uh, there's another one. A guy hacked something called Poly Network. That's where you can transfer back and mon money back and forth between different types of cryptocurrency. Uh, he stole about $600,000 in assets and then said, hey, here, you can have it back. And they actually offered him a job as their chief security advisor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you know, who should you hire? Well, the guy who hacked you. Yes, exactly. he knows. Exactly. Well, that leads me to the, one of the big stories in the crypto world right now. Now, I am not going to talk about the biggest crypto hack ever that just happened this week. $625 million stolen from a blockchain game called Axie Infinity. That's a huge one. But I think this one's a little more interesting. It is the Casio cash token exploit. So I'm going to keep this as simple as I can. Cash is a stable coin. Uh, that means one coin equals $1. This isn't something that you buy hoping it's going to be worth more and more. And a hacker figured out he could create as many of these tokens as he wanted. So he made, oh, two billion of them. 
Oh, <laughs> and then why would you not? I mean, why would you? I mean, why? I mean, if you can figure out how you can do this, why would you not create two billion? I mean, uh, why stop really? there, right? Uh, and then he used those tokens to steal fifty-two million dollars in genuine cryptocurrency from people. Wow! And the really wild okay. stuff is after is what happened since, basically. So at the time of the hack, he put a message, uh, he encoded a message in the transaction and said, hey, I'm going to donate a bunch of this money to charity. And if you had less than $100,000 in the platform, I'm going to give it back to you. Okay. All right. Okay. So that night, he did do a bunch of refunds. He gave people back their money, but not to everybody that met his criteria, of course, right? And then we get all these news stories. This crypto Robin Hood, he's stealing from the rich, he's giving to the poor. But this guy stole from everybody. And now, I kid you not, he's literally making people beg for their money back. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Just, we're gonna backtrack just a second. Okay, so he just randomly said, if it was $100,000 or less, I'm gonna give you your money back. So if you had like 101,000, if you had 200,000, a million. Yes. Even if- It didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. So say I had 110, it was my life savings, it was everything I had. Doesn't matter. $100,000, that was his cutoff. He got to pick, right? <laughs> nice guy, I guess. Nice guy. Maybe, uh, right? Yeah. Not. So five days after this initial exploit, he sent another message asking victims to justify why they should get their money back <laughs> and where it came from in the first place. Can you believe this? Um, this is a quote from his message. Money will not be refunded to rich Americans and Europeans who don't need it. Hmm. You know what? <laughs> this guy's a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so if you wrote to him and you said, you know, I got all this money because I my I inherited it from my father. <laughs> I don't think he'd like that. Right. Okay, then you're probably not going to get it. But if you said that I spun signs on the corner, hey, and washed cars <laughs> and saved my money uh, mowing lawns, then that would meet his cri- his his criteria. Yes. And then we get into this area where, is this guy a white hat hacker? No. Uh, These initial headlines, Robin Hood, they'd have you believe, sure, he's trying to do something cool. But no, this guy is just saying, here's what I think is right. Here's what I think is good. Now, if he was really out to do good, he would have told Casio about the exploit, taken his money. I'm sure they would have given him a big bounty and then he'd be on his way. But no, here he is. Um, I've been popping into the Casio Discord, which is the big chat app that most crypto, you know, people in the crypto community use. And there are lots of people who are, you know, in that boat where they're saying, this was all my money. This is my life savings. Or, you know, this is all my investment money. What am I going to do? And there's nothing they can do to get it back. I mean, the, the parent company, there's nothing that they, they can't backtrack. They can't do anything. They can't backtrack. No. And, and that's an interesting thing about this because it's not just, um, you know, a lot of these exploits, they're not just on one chain. And so even if one, you know, say Ethereum could say, let's just roll back. Well, it impacts so many other things that you can't actually go back in time that way. Now, more people have been refunded, but there still are lots more. Over in that Discord, people are filling out refund forms that they're trying to submit to this guy and, you know, figure out the best way to do it. Um, this was a line that I really loved. Uh, the idea of Robin Hooding is just to make yourself feel better about being a yes. piece of trash. <laughs> you are stealing yes, from people. Yes, a piece of trash. Yeah. Yes. Any? How many? Do you have any any idea? Any concept of how many people 
how many victims there are? You know, I'm not sure the victims. The total value is about $52 million, and a lot of people oh. did have smaller amounts of money in there. Um, if you were under that $100,000 mark, a lot of those people have been paid back. Again, not all. If your money was, you know, set up in certain ways, probably haven't gotten it back yet, but it's, it's a lot. Okay, so what many in our audience may not know, and but they're probably gathering from listening to you speak, <laughs> is that... You know, you are really into crypto. So not only are you the amazing content queen, you are now our crypto gal. So I have to ask you, did you have any cash? We did indeed have money in Cashio, but we took it out about three weeks ago now. So it was a scary moment, right? You have your money in these different protocols thinking, this is great, we're going to make a bunch of money, but things happen. These, you know, hackers are going after these big platforms because there's so much money to be had. Okay, so I want you to keep track of this story. I will. I want to hear, I want to know how it ends. I want to know, <laughs> you know, if in fact we find this guy, gal, whoever it is, and, you know, living in his mother's basement, <laughs> you know, uh, with no social skills and, you know, eating Doritos and Red Bulls or whatever it may be. Um, or interestingly, if it's somebody who is really sophisticated. Yeah, that huge hack that just happened this week that I talked about, word on the street is that it's somebody, you know, really smart in the cybersecurity community, maybe had some inside knowledge of this product. So it's not just creeps in basements, it's also just really smart people who say, hey, here's a payday for me. You know what, I, it has to be somebody on the inside. You know, most crimes are done by somebody on the inside. That has, they, they have intimate knowledge mm. of where the problems exist, which obviously I would bet that this person has, and they do, uh, and, um, but rather than, like you said, rather than taking the bounty, it's just not going to work. Allie, thanks for joining us. That was a great story. <laughs> but I pro promise you're going to keep us up to date, right? I sure right? will, yeah. All right. Thanks, Allie. You know, I always had a joke about Bitcoin, but it just required so much energy to get it out. Oh, sorry. Oh, man. I, I mentioned already on the show today that I was in L.A. a couple of weeks ago and I saw gas for $8.09 a gallon. Whew, right? And so with so many of us driving, here are some ways that you can save money on gas. You can start by using the Waze app. That's W-A-Z-E. It's terrific. It's a navigation app, but it also crowdsources gas prices, meaning other people using the app, they enter in how much gas is per gallon at the various stations. So you can browse gas prices along with your driving route and those nearby. Now, if you use uh, Google Maps, they have a gas price comparison tool. So you can search for gas stations and see all the details. Um, sorry, Apple Map users, you don't have that quite yet. And finally, the best option if you drive a lot, app's been around for so many years, is Gas Buddy. It shows real-time gas prices, and depending on the station, you can also pay in the app too. And you might be wondering, why do gas prices always end with nine-tenths of a penny? Why do they do that? It just makes sense. All right, still to come this hour, we have more of your phone calls. And later on, the insider secret to getting your real signature on digital documents here on The Kim Commando Show. Uh, let's see, Greg in Vancouver, Washington. Hi there, Greg. Thank you very much, Kim. How you doing? Fantastic. So what's going on? Okay. Um, I just realized they have a smart notebooks out there these days and i've seen several models the one i do not want are the kind that you take a picture with your phone and send it via bluetooth or whatever what i'm looking for is the kind that you write 
and it transmits to your PC or to your phone as you write. So directly as you write. Right. And I, I believe at the end of the page, it saves your writing and it sends it to the cloud or to your phone or whatever. Well, there, there's a couple of solutions um, that, that I, would, I would encourage you to look at. Uh, I don't know if you ever looked at the Moleskin. Um, the Moleskin is pretty good. It's about 200 bucks, and um, it does allow you to you know, take notes and send it up. The one that takes the pictures is the Rocketbook, and that's just a pain in the neck, which nobody wants, right? Yeah. Um, but if you're really looking for the ultimate solution, if you do take a lot of handwritten notes and you're on the road and things like that, and maybe at client meetings or whatever it is, is the Remarkable 2. And okay. it looks like a tablet. It feels like a, a real notebook. Um, you can sign PDFs. You can take notes and drawings. And anything that you do is available in the cloud immediately. Now, I will warn you, it's expensive. Whereby the moleskin is just a couple of hundred bucks. And notice I said just. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you start looking at the Remarkable, how do I know this? Because I bought one. Okay is that you know you're looking at $500 and then you need the special pen and then if you want the leather carrying case you know the whole thing's going to cost you about 700 bucks but if it's something that you really use something that you do take a lot of handwritten notes it's really hard to beat the remarkable it's just it's kind of like the difference between like having a Mercedes or having a Hyundai okay what they're both modes of transportation you can get the notes but if you really like to drive and take a lot of notes, it's pretty hard to beat the Remarkable. So you might want to check that one out over the, uh, over the Moleskin. Hey, Greg, thank you so much for your call. Okay, have you ever tried to sign a document using your mouse trackpad? No. Looks like a three-year-old did it. So if you want to get your signature inside your computer, you can always sign your name on a piece of paper and take a picture with your phone or scan it. But if you're on a Mac, there's the preview app, and there's an option to import your signature. So you can sign a piece of paper, hold it up to your webcam, and then your computer converts it into a signature stamp. Now, pro tip time, make your digital signature just a little different than your real signature. This way, if anybody misuses your signature, you can always say, hey, that's not my real one because this is my real one, especially with so much being online right now. Hey, thanks for joining us for all three hours of the Kim Commando Show. And don't forget, the show never ends 24-7. we got tips and breaking news alerts and a whole bunch more over at commando.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.